This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3652, for Tuesday, the 2nd of August, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Registered Memory. It is hosted by JWP and is about 12 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, not to be confused with ECC memory, although memory modules often use both technologies. Good day. My name is JWP, and today I want to talk about registered memory. So, it's so there's there's uh, registered memory is buffered memory, and the, sometimes you have unbuffered memory, maybe like in a uh, in your home PC or something. The registered memory is normally used on a server. So, registered memory again is some is also called buffered memory. Uh, and these memory modules have a regist- register between the DRAM modules and the system's memory controller. They place less electrical load on the memory controller and allow single systems to remain stable with more memory modules than they would have otherwise when compared with registered memory. Conventional memory is usually referred to as unbuffered memory or unregistered memory. When manufactured as a dual inline memory module or DIM, a registered memory module is called an R an R DIM, while an unregistered memory module is called a U DIM or simply DIM. So registered memory is often more expensive because of the lower number of units sold and additional security required. So it's usually found in only in applications where the need for scalability and robustness outweighs the need for low price. For example, registered memory is usually used in servers. Although most registered memory modules also feature error correcting code memory or ECC, it is also possible for the registry registered memory modules not to be error correcting or vice versa unregistered ECC memory is supported and used in workstation or entry level server boards that do not support a large amount of memory. Okay, so how's the performance of it? Uh, Normally there's a penalty for using registered memory. Each read and write is buffered for one cycle between the memory bus and the DRAM, so the registered RAM can be thought of as running a clock cycle behind unregistered DRAM. With SD RAM, this only applies to the first cycle of a burst. However, the performance penalty is not universal, and there may be other factors involved in memory access speed. The Intel Westmere 5600 series access memory is interweaving wherein the memory Access is distributed across three channels, and if two DIMMs are used per channel, the results in a reduction of the maximum memory bandwidth. For two DPC DIMMs per channel, configurations with UDIM by some 5% in in, in comparison with RDRAM. This occurs because you go to two DIMMs per memory channel due to the high electrical loading on the address control lines. 
The memory controller uses a 2T or 2N timing for UDIMs and is consequent and consequently every command that normally takes a single clock cycle is stretched to two cycles to allow for time setting. So compatibility. Usually the motherboard must match the memory type. As a result, registered memory will not work in a motherboard not designed for it, and vice versa. The same so some PC motherboards accept or require registered memory, but motherboards without ECC support or not even providing ECC functionality. And although compatibility issues arise when trying to use registered memory, it also supports ECC as described as ECC RAM in a PC motherboard that does not support it. So buffered memory types, and this is where it gets really, really, really confusing. So you have a registered or buffered DIMM, which is an R-DIMM, and modules, and these modules insert a buffer between the pins of the command and address bus on the same DIMM and the memory chips. A high-capacity DIMM might have numerous memory chips, each of which may must receive the memory address and their combined input capacitance limits, the speed at which the memory bus can operate. By redistributing the command and address the signals within the R DIMM, this allows more chips to connect to the memory bus. The cost is increased memory latency as a result of one additional clock cycle required for the address to transfer the additional buffer. Early registered DRAM modules were physically incompatible with unregistered with unregistered RAM modules. But the two variants of SDRAM RDIMMs are mechanically interchangeable, and some motherboards may support both types. And I can tell you from experience that that's very rare. Very, very rare. Okay, and the second type, and this is, uh, this is a newer, so it's called Load Reduced DIMMs, or LRDIMMs. And these modules are similar to RDIMMs, but add a buffer to the data lines as well. In other words, an LRDIMMs buffer both control and data lines while keeping the parallel nature of all the signals. As a result, an LRDIMM provides a large overall maximum capacities while avoiding the performance and power consumptions problems of FB DIMMs introduced by the required conversion between serial and parallel forms. Okay, so the next one is called a fully buffered DIMM or FB DIMM. And this module increases the maximum capacities in large systems even more by using a more complex buffer chip to translate between wide bus of standard SD RAM chips and narrow high speed serial memory bus. In other words, all the control. In other words, all control address and transfers to FB DIMMs are performed in a serial fashion. 
While additional logic present on each FD, FB dim transfer uh, transforms serial inputs into parallel signals required to drive memory chips by reducing the number of pins per memory bus. CPUs could support more memory buses, allowing a higher total memory bandwidth and capacity. Unfortunately, the translation of further increased memory latency and the complex high-speed buffer chips used significant power and generate a lot of heat. Both FB DIMMs and LR DIMMs are designed primarily to minimize the load that the memory module presents to the bus. They are not compatible with R DIMMs and motherboards that require them usually do not accept any other kind of memory modules. Okay, so there's something even newer. Okay, and this is called DDR4 3DS DIMMs. And they, in order to give DDR for like a midlife uh, kicker memory, uh, kick, kick, because uh, DDR4 is a little old. And uh, so they're up in their, many vendors that sell memory are upping their game and they're producing something called 3DS DDR4 DIMMs. And so what is this 3DS? It's three-dimensional stacking of die in a single package, not to be confused with the twin die, which is a two die next to each other, and it's not stacked. 3DS uses TSV, or through silicon VS, to make the connection between the dies. 3DS is a game changer when it comes to DIMMs of 128 gigabyte or 256 gigabyte and possibly 512 gigabyte on a single DIMM. This is enabled is enabled by this technology. RD R DIMMs or or LR DIMMs can implement 3DS and have up to four ranks. The 3DS protocol works by introducing the concept of logical ranks in addition to physical ranks. So each part can be two, four, or eight stacking. The chip ID is C0, C01, or C02, and decodes at 08 logical ranks. The second chip select gives two physical DIM ranks per DIM. An example of 2x physical rank and 4 logical rank DIM. Okay, and it's it's happening now, uh, and and so and so it's it's like if you really want to have the bigger ones, and so if you look at the the uh, um, at the biggest one that they have uh, currently, it's it's two fifty six, and so if you're Going, uh, if you're going to have 256 DIMMs, you have to have a, an LRD normally, uh, an, L, an LR DIMM, and, and you're not allowed to mix 3DS with non-3DS DIMMs normally. Okay, and hey, this was pretty hard, pretty dry. Uh, I know it's 
but attack our public radio. So, so, so take care and be safe. Uh, have a good day. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.